Hello. Hello. I've just put a whole load of jelly beans in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode six of Just Another Football Podcast with me, Danny Miller. And with me, Josh Betley. Wow, beautiful. We'd like to welcome our first guest on the podcast, Mr. Ollie Kid Martin. Thanks for having me, lads. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, Ollie's a big Leicester supporter, so we're gonna, we might be talking a little bit about Leicester and Newcastle today. Um, but we're going to start where the weekend started, um, oh, yes. which was uh, Man United versus West Ham. Um, and there's only one place to start with this game, and that is the Pogba versus Mourinho debate. Go on, let's win. Ollie, you first. Do you mean who, which I side for? Yes. Yeah. I, sort of, I sort of side with Pogba a little bit. Like, I haven't done too much reading into it. I've seen the footage. I've seen the, the training ground bust up, if you can call it that. I've seen the Gary Neville comments, and I'm sure Carragher's got a view on it and all that, Sky. But I sort, I've sort of leaned with Pogba. I mean... He's a World Cup winner now. He's done it at Juventus. He's obviously got bags of talent. And, you know, this is Mourinho's third season and he's got a history of bottling it in the third season, the yeah. third season syndrome. And I think that if you had to sit them down in a room and the board said, which one do we keep? You'd have to keep Pogba. Yeah, Pogba's so the star if man. If you were Ed Woodward... Yeah. You would you would say Pogba? I'd absolutely say Pogba. They knew exactly what they were doing when they signed Mourinho as manager. He's not a long term. No. He's not someone that's going to build foundations. No, he's never been. He's, he's he's immediate success. And to be fair, what is he won? Capital One Cup, Community Shield, and Europa League. Yeah, and two of those were in his first season. Exactly. Do you know what? That's pretty. You know, yeah. fair dues to him. I think he should be happy with that. I mean, he even said last season. Was it last season? He said was his best season ever. Something like that. He's full of shit. He's full of summer, <laughs> yeah. Because um, he, he said that because Man City were in the league, he said any other season we would have won the league. No, that's fucking bullshit. Which, it's yeah, not um, really true in my opinion. But I'd keep Pogba. Yeah, what about you, Josh? I'm loving this. I was just silent for like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Is that going to be a feature throughout this episode? What? Um, just none of me. Yeah. I just well, feel like it's... Um, I think this might be Mourinho's way of trying to get the best out of Pogba, but he's just misreading the situation. Like Who Pogba is? No, Mourinho. He's trying to, like, I feel like this is him being a bit of a dick to Pogba, like, yeah. in the media or whatever, is his way of trying to get him to play better and be more consistent. But, but I just think that's not the right way to get the best out of Pogba. That would sort of make sense, bearing in mind that the TV camera, he knew the TV cameras were there last week when he was basically a massive dickhead to to yeah. Pogba in front of everyone so it would make sense that he would be trying to do that to like create a reaction from Pogba but it's just not working you saw that on Saturday he looked lumbered he looked lazy um, you've got to worship the ground he walks on I think Paul Pogba to get the best out of him yeah but he's playing for Man United no the my reason for siding with with Mourinho on this is that firstly you should always back your manager um, if you're uh, if you're a uh, a club owner, you should always be backing the the person that's running the football side of things. In, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, I can see where Mourinho is a, is a class A twat, so I can understand why people are getting annoyed at him. But yeah. at the same time, and I think it is time for him to go. Like you say, Ollie, like he's got third season syndrome, so and he he never stays at a club for longer than that. It's the the thing is, is I don't know his re- his history at Real Madrid. I think it was Ramos and Casillas and other players that yeah. didn't want him there and. Obviously, Chelsea, Hazard, and a few other players. But yeah. it seems as though... And this, Robin the first time. Yeah. But 
but it seems that this is from players and from the board. I think it all started at the start of the season. He said, "I want Maguire. I want all the Viewold." And if you know, if Ferguson were in charge, you would, you know, the board have gone, "Yep, straight away," and they'd be writing checks out now. He should, if they'd have trusted him, I feel like they would have got yeah. Maguire. Well, I don't think, I, I don't think there is a right answer. Um, but before we move on to the actual game, um, we've all said, if you were that person, so. You've both picked Pogba and I picked Mourinho. I feel like I need to clarify my Go statement. On. Go on then. I meant worship the ground he walked on in their one-on-one relationship, yeah. not necessarily oh, okay. out in the media, but like face-to-face. Like I feel like that's the type of player he yeah. is. Some players like being bollocked or whatever to get the best out of them. But I feel like Pogba's a little bit maybe sensitive. So, so if you were Edward Ward, you'd side with Pogba. Or are you on the fence? I'm on the fence. I'll okay. sit in between you two. Yeah. Have you seen what okay. Gary Neville tweeted about no. it? He said, he's it put that the mess started when Moyes was sacked and he said that Man United lost all their values. It's yeah, as I soon agree as he did with that. that. I think we've said before on the podcast that I feel sorry for Dave, even though I think he's a fucking... He wasn't right. Well. He wasn't the right manager. But but he wasn't backed. He wasn't given the amount of money that like Van Hal was given. He wasn't given the sort of money that... Um, like that Mourinho has been given. I think he would have created a, a, a team ethos like he did at Everton, which is something that Alex Ferguson did arguably in, mostly in his last season because his team was fucking awful in the last season. Tom Cleverley got in that midfield. Ferguson barely avoided relegation or something in his first year, didn't he? Yeah, it was. Uh, he didn't do well. But I, I but see there, is, there isn't from. the type of money that there is yeah, yeah, back in those days. It yeah. wasn't that, you know, it's... It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But so, yeah. just to sum this point up, if you were... Um, so let, let's put a wager on it now. Who's going? Is Pogba going or is Mourinho going in January? Mourinho. Mourinho will go. Mourinho first. Yeah, I reckon it's, I agree. Because it's, he's been in charge for a couple of years. If this was like Mourinho's first season in charge, I think they'd probably... probably this side with him. If, if they were yeah. having this ish, these issues in his first season... Yeah, you can't they'd have to him. back him. Yeah, they'd, they'd have, have to, to back him. him, but I think that, yeah, Mourinho needs to go. Yeah. Um, and also, to back that up, uh, he started McTominay in the heart of the, the, the defence on Saturday. With Eric Bailly on the bench? Yes, which I, I thought was weird. And then he, that is a he, middle he, finger to the board. Yeah, surely. Well, I don't get it. I, I think Eric Bailly's a class player. Eric Bailly, every time we play United, Vardy cannot. Get past by him. Yeah, I don't, he's I don't rapid, see what his problem he's is. He's massive. He can't get past him. So why, when you've got Marco and Altovic up front, do you put an inexperienced? I, I don't know how the size of McTominay, but I reckon he's by little, he's not he's, big. exactly. You've got an Altovic who's also a pretty big lad and quick. Why you wouldn't have by on him? Yeah, that's suicide. Were I you think. talking about a Leicester player? Just <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How many minutes in yeah, was that? Come uh, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about two minutes in. Um, <laughs> That was um, Rashford's first away league goal since October last year. Um, we've talked about Rashford on the podcast before, um, and I think we both. Are, well, I certainly think he's flattered to deceive over the past. Well, since his first like seven matches, he needs to go on loan. I think. Yeah, and I think it's we a great both... goal. Oh, it was a class. Oh, it was a great goal. Was it his Tech first is. touch as well? Was it his first? Um, did he come on straight away, or did he have a bit of time? No, no, there was, was a bit no, of time. I think it wasn't the best goal of the weekend, though. We'll get onto that. Um, right, I'm just going to have a bit of a rant now because we're going to move on to West Ham, and I am going to generalise a lot here, but I fucking hate Premier League London clubs. <laughs> 
I fucking hate them, right? And the reason is because I was I listened to the match on uh, part of the match on the radio on Saturday, and um, I heard the commentator. Oh, the atmosphere is great here at the London Stadium. Yeah, it's fucking great because they're winning. Last season they had playing oh, on the it pitch. They was toxic. To- it was horrible. And like the problem is that, and I know we will talk about like we will talk about other crowds being toxic, but when the chips are down on London teams. The the atmosphere in those stadiums is horrendous. Mm. But when they're winning, if they win, West Ham won two games in a row. There's a woman phoning up on six or six the other day. Oh, we're gonna finish in the top eight. Nah. Are you are you serious, bro? Are you serious, bro? And also, someone else on the radio as well. This this small mentality uh, it was an Arsenal fan now I really like Arsenal I think it's come across in the podcast like if I wasn't a Newcastle fan I would probably be an Arsenal supporter simply because when I was growing up they played the best the football the best football yeah, yeah. and um, so an Arsenal fan comes on completely ruins that for me by going um, oh we going to sign all these top players and Chris Sutton's like well who I normally think is a tool yeah. was like oh well your Arsenal, how how can you like attract those players rather than like Liverpool or Man United? Well, well, where would you rather live? Would you rather live in Liverpool, Manchester, or London? It's like you have obviously never been north of Watford. Nah, you never. You've never been north of Watford. You're a fucking mug. And this is why I think like these teams will never like teams like Watford will never ever win anything because. And it's teams like West Ham, sorry, will never ever win anything because they have this mentality. Another clown who we'll get onto in a bit, Ian Abrahams or Moose from Talksport last week, uh, said that there was. Uh, why do you think Newcastle get big crowds? Or oh, it's because there's nothing else to do in Newcastle. Uh, Is that why Jeff o'clock. Stelling went on that rant? Yeah. Well, I've been I'm to Newcastle. There's a shit ton of Gregs to go to. Yeah. Well, would just like to point that out. How dare you, you southern wanker? <laughs> no, uh, but this is this is a city that's been voted um, on numerous polls as like one of as, as like the top city to go to in Europe, things like that. He's obviously never been to Newcastle, and as soon as he went up there, he was invited up by a group of fans. I think they paid for him to go up. He went up. He went around the city. And he fucking loved it. Yeah, and you know just... what? It's this small-minded mentality of like, we are the epicenter of the world. That they, these these clubs just have absolutely no idea. Yeah. They think it's a factor when signing someone. Like, yeah. if West Ham and, and Southampton were in a duel to sign someone, they'd be like, oh, but London's a much nicer place to live. Well, it shouldn't impact your football. Yeah. I love the North. Yeah, you the love them, and you're from the south. I know. So can you not come? Two pound help? pints. What? <laughs> <is it? laughs> what yeah, is and this as place? you say, fucking loads of Gregs. Um, so anyway, that's that rant. Off. I don't burn any um, sun up here either. <laughs> <laughs> we're, were West Ham a little bit lucky on Saturday? Oh, the first goal, yeah, it was offside. Uh huh. And then there was a big deflection for Yamalenko's goal. Yeah. Also, um, the third goal, the defense just like I I was stopped. watching that I watched that and turned away because I thought oh it's offside isn't it and then I reached somewhere that I saw that they scored and all, it was like all the what def- like the, they've just stopped like yeah it's pretty to, um, it's pretty yeah. it's pretty they, horrible they were very fortunate but I feel like they created their own look they were better than United on the day yes um, I also find it funny that in the press conference Mourinho called he said VAR would have would have found that and I think Mourinho voted against VAR being used in the Premier League so there you go another another yeah, one for Mourinho um, do you think tactically as well like why is he setting up 5-3-2 
That's just wrong. Against West Ham. Well, that to me felt weird as well. And and it wasn't like he set up 5-3-2 with the two wing-backs high up. He set up 5-3-2 with but them in a 5. Yeah, 5-3-2 five, three, three. against Spurs and lost 3-0. <laughs> yeah. And that's the only game he's lined up in that system. Yeah. They've done it again and they've conceded three goals again. What is that music yeah. next door? By the way? <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Just want to give as well a shout-out to... I think one of the most underrated signings of the season in Lucas Fabianski. Oh, that's oh, that really. save. That save, but just like For Fellaini. Oh. There's there's always a signing like that every year. Yeah. Where just an obvious Premier League baller just goes to a club that's just above what they were originally at. Yeah. And then they do a save like that, and they go, well, like, oh, "Yeah, he, what? he was a standout player in a shocking Swansea team." Exactly. He he, he made a lot of saves last season. as I well. I think West Ham's recruitment has been pretty good. I think Yarmolenko. Yeah. I just I, be I think Yarmolenko's showing it. I I just I don't know. I'm not a fan of it at the minute. I think Anderson is all right, but I think he may struggle in that team because there's not a lot. Of, he's not getting a lot. Of, he hasn't got the creativity behind him. Because I think he wants to get forward, and I don't uh, think Mark Noble's going to be pinging him through balls all the time. Yeah, and yeah. I don't think. I think he might find it a bit frustrating. The system that they've ended up at is suiting them down to the ground, though. It's sort of like a system that Allardyce yeah. used to set Bolton up. And, and a, a player that's flourishing in that system, on, especially on Saturday, was Mark Noble. I think he's been given a bit of creativity now. He has someone of the Declan Rice. He, ilk he's not the sitter. Him. No, he's not. He's not the sitter. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the system. legs to play that role yeah, anymore no. like he used to. Um, but he is another uh, Declan Rice is one player that's positioned tr- transitioned over the last uh, six months or so but a player over the last year that's done it is uh, Marco Anatovic who obviously scored on Saturday he had a re- another really good game what are your opinions on Anatovic? I think it's um, class I think his attitude of- is called into question a bit every uh-huh. now and then but I think he's a class player since the start of uh, 2018 He's had a hand in more only only Mohamed Salah's had a hand in more goals yeah. than Marko Nautovic. He's had ten goals and seven assists. Which is a fantastic stat. He used to play was it right? Yeah, he right like the side. Wing, now he's up front. He, yeah. He's got the the shape for it. He's a big lad, he's a uh, t- you know, an aerial threat. Uh, he's got skill, he's got power. So yeah. I think it was, you know, it's a it's an obvious it looks obvious now to us that he's, he's played up front. We had a conversation about him about 18 months ago and at that stage he was one of those players that would turn up for 10 games a season. Yeah. And I'm not saying he turns up every week now but he's he's improved. Yeah, he's a that. bit more he's, consistent. He's like he? the opposite of Shakiri was for Stoke. He loves being the focal point of a lesser team. Yeah. I feel like. Whereas Shakiri, he never wanted to be yeah. at Stoke, did he? No, not really. So, yeah, I think, I think he has... I think you, he's put a lot of work in on the training ground to better himself yeah. when easily he could not have done like we see a lot of players do yeah do you think he's good enough for top six say you know I think he needs to play lots of games to be at his most efficient yeah, he'll sit on the bench at a top six club but I don't think he would start okay um, cool let's move on loads of three o'clock kickoffs this week which was really really good to see but we're going to start um, with Newcastle Leicester obviously Newcastle lost 2-0 and um, because we'll talk about this for a little bit longer and then we'll rush through all the shit. I throw my hands up in the air. That's the uh, Josh song, song for... Um, who was the bloke who threw his hands up in the air for the pen? Oh, oh Yedlin. Yedlin. Yeah. I throw my hands up in the air. Can I just say, on first reflection, I thought it wasn't a pen. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was protecting you, his face. Okay, so... So, okay. You've watched it back now. Yeah. We've both watched it back about 40 times. Hmm. Do you think it was a penalty? I think it was a penalty, yeah. I think the... Okay. Because Do you okay? Question. 
We'll talk about this in a bit. Do you think the Cardiff one was a penalty? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Because that, that is the problem with refereeing in the Premier League. It yeah. wasn't given on Sunday. And this is the issue that I have. If, it, if that hadn't happened on Sunday, it would have been like, yeah, it was a penalty. Was the ball going on target in the Cardiff game? Was the ball going on target in the Newcastle game? It was no. going over, wasn't it? It was going over. Which is why I thought it was silly that he'd put his hands up. With, yeah, I, I, like you say, he was protecting his face. So, it's a, such a tough one, man. He's not that good looking, is he? It's such a tough... He's got, he's got terrible hair. hair. He's got terrible hair. Um... Do you think Newcastle should have had a penalty when no. Maguire went in on Perez? No, I've, I, when I watched it, my heart, I went white. Funny that. I went white. <laughs> no, no, no I mean, my heart went white because when it happened, I thought, Maguire, what have you done? But looking back, I think Perez actually had a hold of Maguire and you can see Maguire's body yeah. go to the ground. It's because Perez is holding him down. So it's I another think, one of those where I'm like... I on think, another day, that yeah. you could, you know... And so that's why I think I was a bit frustrated. I, this is the most frustrated I've been as a Newcastle fan for a while um, sorry about that no it's not not because of Leicester but because <laughs> of just because of um, I'm just fucking sick of switching I can't I said I ranted at Josh in the car on Saturday I feel sorry for you Josh but I'm going to do that again um, I listened to the game on Saturday after my after the gig um, and the phone in there was a phone in after on Radio Newcastle and uh, there's people ringing up calling for Rafa's head and I'm like are you are you fucking serious right now is this a debate that we're having Rafa's the only right now yeah. is, is this a debate that we're having right now when there's someone sat in the stands on Saturday who is like to blame Rafa is not above criticism don't get me wrong he got the tactics wrong on Saturday yeah, he's massively. got them wrong a couple of times this season okay against Cardiff arguably he got it wrong but against the top six teams I think we've played the football that we've had to play to get to try and get results out of that game. But when you're dealing with having to play Kieran Clark in your starting lineup, that is not good. He's a player that was deemed not fit for Aston Villa, who are currently sat fifth and fifteenth uh, in the championship. Mm. He's a player that we signed for our championship season. We still got players that are playing in the squad from that championship season. I I right, this is I, I've been playing FIFA over the, over the past couple of days, right? And I the team that I have as my second team is pretty much the team that we have that we're playing in real life, and it's depressing because it's fucking like you look at players like Atsu started on Saturday. Obviously, Dummett got injured. Dummett is a great player, but as soon as he's gone, we have to put Kennedy at Kennedy left back. Kennedy left back was a shock. What how, what what is that all about? And like he's not playing Fabian Share for some reason. I I don't know what that's all about. He's playing Clark instead. Um, He's doing. He's playing all this like he's having to play all this shit. Hosselu was through on goal. Maguire made a great tackle. What, that was amazing. honestly. I thought he. Was, I, I I watched it and I was like, why haven't you had a shot? You haven't had one shot. It's like he's frozen. In it front looked of like goal. he was trying to cut back onto his right. Which... But then this is the sort of shit that Rafa's having to deal with because the Mike Ashley hasn't invested in the club. No, not at all. It's and, disgraceful. Uh, it's it's an absolute disgrace. I said this to you before the podcast started. You know, like you, you know when. You sort of go, well, I hope United lose, or I hope United get relegated, or when Sunderland went down, I was pretty pleased yeah. about that because you know you just thought they've been hanging on for too long. What's happening at Newcastle is not funny, like at all, not even really, even a little bit funny. You've got Mike Ashley is a cancer on that club. Yeah. He's, he's draining the yeah. fucking life out of that club, and all this 
bollocks of him going to invest. I'm pretty sure he said it last season when you, you stayed 10th. He said, oh, you finished 10th last season. Yeah. He said, we're going to invest. We're, and you signed, who is it, Nuto or whatever his Muto, name is. Nuto, yeah. What's that? Well, the thing, right, this is it, isn't it? That he's, oh, we're going to invest every penny back into the football club, every every penny that the club generates. What does that mean? Does that mean that the, the £200 million that we, that we got for finishing 10th last season, does that mean the £40 million in transfers that we got well obviously not because our net spend over the past I think over the entire Ashley reign is about a million pounds that's no. not reinvesting no and and 75 million pounds get this 75 million pounds of that money was given to Steve McLaren oh Steve McLaren what to buy him out of his contract or something couldn't, couldn't he couldn't <sighs> he has absolutely no football knowledge at all and he's given Steve, but he's given Rafa Benitez, I think, a total of like, like we invested in the championship season, but and people are like, oh well, you got all these parachute payments. We still made thirty million pounds in net profit on that transfer mm-hmm. window. We sold Wijnaldum, Sissoko, um, Jan Mat, all these players that wanted to leave the club, and we had a complete squad overhaul. And since then, we've invested. We we haven't invested any money. We made twenty million pound in this transfer window and the sooner that he sells up the club the better and there was talk on Saturday we were in the car when this news broke uh, Peter Kenyon might be coming in former Manchester United Chelsea, Chelsea well. uh, executive director he's got no fucking money but he hopefully he'll have a consortium behind him but Ashley's saying oh I'm only going to sell to someone that's going to invest in the club <laughs> are you serious bro you haven't invested in the club Um thinking about his own back pocket basically yeah yeah going, uh, going back on Benitez it's it, I find it bizarre he got more criticism for losing against Chelsea than he did against Leicester because I thought yeah. it, I thought he set up how he should have done against Chelsea when it was did you get a penalty did he get a penalty yeah, or something? It, wasn't a penalty, penalty. yeah. it wasn't a penalty whereas I thought with Leicester they really should have given us a go yeah I um, agree because Leicester were poor on Saturday I think Ever since Claude has come in... He just doesn't want to say Leicester and, no, let, me just, let, me just, let me just say, ever since Claude's come in and there's been a recognisable change in style of play, he wants us to play more possession-based attacking rather than hoofing it up and hoping Vardy gets it. That game on Saturday was the best I've seen it. I thought yeah. Mendy and Diddy dominated the midfield. Yeah, I really like Diddy, you know. Chilwell bombing down the left. Amati was cool on the ball. Maguire comfortable in possession. But I just thought... Every now and then, Schmeichel would get the ball and he'd kick it out Ooh, for a throw-in. And I just was watching it thinking, if you could press just a bit more, you would have got something out of it. I can't remember Leicester creating anything from of note from open play. No, not yeah. Um, We're not good at all. Are you play. worried about Leicester this season creating from open play? Or is that... Or was nah, this not at all. That was just a blip. Yeah. Madison made the most key passes of anyone he's, in yeah, match day week seven. Uh Chill, I think, made the most successful crosses as well in that last week. Yeah. Um, well, we've raved about Madison on this podcast. Ma- for the Madison last is is is, six is top class, and it's and you know I'm a little bit worried about next season because you know I, I do see him getting maybe ten goals, ten assists this season, which yeah. is perfectly doable. I don't think he'll go to a top club yet. He's no, got he, at least another season left. The thing, the stupid like thing is, is every Instagram post he does is him and Ben Chilwell or him and Jamari Gray. Oh, They're really? absolute bezzy mates. Good. They all love each other, and that's why. Because he's moved, Puel's moved Madison to the left, and he's put mm. he's put Ian behind Vard. So you've got Madison 
here and Chilwell doing the overlaps. The amount of times Madison found Chilwell on the overlap because yeah. they just sort of know each other and they know how they play. Well, um, Southgate was at the game on Saturday. Yeah. Our resident England. Do we like him on the podcast? Do I like him? I know you don't think he's tactically a good manager. He falls into the clown bracket. Of yeah, the I don't. No, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> a of clown that took us to the semi-final. Yeah, I'm England oh, till yeah, I die. Right. So. <laughs> right, let's get back into that, shall we? <laughs> Against utter dross. Yeah. Sweden um, are great, mate. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> oh yeah, top quality opposition that we played. Well, top quality something, maybe not. Yeah, football yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Southgate was there. If you were Picking the England squads this week with Chilwell, Gray, and um, Madison make it into your England squad. Not Gray. Um, Chilwell, borderline. Oh. <laughs> uh, I really rate Ashley Young on the left head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I'm, dangling guys. I'm dangling there. I'm dangling there. Uh, I think Rose is Rose and Shaw. I think it's two of Rose, Shaw, or Chilwell. I think it's two of those three. Okay. I totally get that to be in the English squad. It's not just it's not just performing for a good few weeks. And then people going, why shouldn't he? You know, he should be starting. You know, Rose has earned it over numerous years of playing well for Tottenham. Yeah. But at the start from the start of the season, there's been no better English left back than Ben Chilwell. That's just a fact. He's been the best English left back. He's created. He's crossing fantastic. I think he's got the most number of sprints, which I think is one of the most useless stats. But it's just <laughs> you, a nice stat team at the top. I am a little bit loving but this. But he, it's just refreshing to see Claude um, put his trust in him because a lot of people calling for Fuchs to start mm-hmm. back this season. Um, yeah. But the emergence of Chilwell has been fantastic. He's, he earned that game we played a few weeks ago. Um, and yeah, there's no doubt that Rose and Ashley Young will probably start left back ahead of him. But based on this season, I think uh, Chua has been the best performing yeah, left back. I think he's there or thereabouts. I think Madison has to be in. Madison's Madison is ego. Madison well, is better than Deli Alley. I don't care. Uh, just to play devil's advocate for a moment, because everyone knows that I am calling for Madison to be in that squad. Hmm. Um, just play devil's advocate. Where does he? Where does he fit into this England system? Because he doesn't. He, Deli Ali's proven that a player like Madison is not going to fit in this system. Well, yeah, because Ali annoyed me in the World Cup because it was either an injury or because he was playing too deep, which I thought it was true anyway. I think mm-hmm. he was playing too deep. So who? So we had two up front. Was it Kane and... Kane and Sterling. And then did we not have someone in behind? It was sort of like a Hendo sitting and then any of Lingard, Ali and Sterling to sort of... I'd, you'd have... I'd, I'd have... Madison, I'd have two holding midfielders and I'd have Madison in front of them mm. and behind Kane and Sterling. Do we need two holding players with three at the back, though? Maybe not, but you've got to accommodate... Who are we playing? Spain and uh, Croatia? Croatia. Two games. Uh, Spain and then I think it's a friendly against the USA. Was that on Sky as well? Is it? I think so, yeah. Oh, the US of um, So Leicester play Everton at the weekend. Um, at home. Prediction? Yeah. It's a tough one that I like Everton I like what Marco Silva was doing to the team okay. um, incorporating a bit of youth in there with Kenny I like that giving yeah. Tom Davis the captain's armband I like yeah, that, that as good. well um, but I think we've got it in the tank and I think I'm, I'd, I'm going to say 2-0 I think okay. I think a 2-0 win at the King Power Josh? I think it's got draw written all over it 1-0 yeah uh, I'm going to go for a draw as well score draw 1-0 
Uh, Newcastle play Man United away. Newcastle win all day. <laughs> Based on <laughs> this is a hard ball. one because this... we're shit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but so, I mean, so United. so United. I mean, if Rafa I... sets up with five at the back, I'm gonna throw my shoe at the They've... TV. What do you United mean? United are playing tonight, aren't they? Champions League. Uh, yes, they yes, are. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Um, Predictions. I'm gonna go. 2-1 United I think Newcastle are going to get yeah. fucked by a refereeing decision or something I think you'll defend Classic. valiantly Classical Trafford and I think yeah 97th minute penalty for yeah, yeah. in 94 it's added time one minute of added time yeah one minute of added time yeah something like that yeah score uh, yeah I've got to go United win I'm afraid you know what fuck you both go on I'm going to have some faith 2-1 Newcastle how are you the lads come, come on, on. Um, next up um, Arsenal versus Watford we Watford getting this. relegated, mate. We said this. Are this you still sticking with that? Yeah, mate. This was Why? a game that you, they would have drawn or lost last year. Yeah. Uh, and it's another win. Can't Let's believe really Lacazette's miss. Can't um, believe you're putting Watford in the relegation zone. It's <laughs> criminal. I've got them in my notes as targeting top 10. <laughs> I don't know about You've that. You've made notes. I've Do you think... Right, okay. Be honest here. Before the season started... Yeah. Did you think Watford would finish top 10? I do have a prediction somewhere, but I don't think I don't think I had them there. No, I think their I you know their ideology of getting in a manager, them doing so well, and then going right goodbye, we're getting in someone new. I thought would cost them, and I thought this manager might have actually yeah taken them down. But you know, first seven games they're pretty they're doing really well. Where are they in the? Oh, good question. I think they're in the they're they're about eighth or seventh or eighth. I think like they've got a cracking team. Ben Foster, another great signing, yeah. like Fabianski. Um, I like the look of, oh, who's that midfielder? Decore. Decore, yeah, he's fantastic. Fast. Troy Deeney, um, banging them in as well, doing really well. Does well for a donkey. Yeah, yeah, it does well for a donkey. <laughs> I think Watford have got a solid team. I think uh, the top seven I heard people talking about, and I think that's... Wait that's, till Christmas. That's, that's, that's wait till Christmas. Injuries. Yeah. I, think, I think top ten should be a serious uh, ambition for Watford. Fair enough. I think what Danny says is they've got the ability to not win for like 10 games they're that type of team where if they get a couple of injuries and they get on a bit of a yep. losing run I think if, I, th- I think they've got a cracking team I like Will Hughes as well Will Hughes I is really good, like Will Hughes, good English yeah. talent they have got some good players um, but we've seen we're, uh, we've seen teams with better players, better players go down yeah. which is what I worry about that's true uh, on to Arsenal uh Czech got injured, but Leno came on, played really well. Yeah. Um, there's been calls for Leno to come into the squad for a while. Um, do you think this is his chance? Do you think he'll become Arsenal's number one for the next few years? Well, how old is Czech now? Oh, 34, he'd be 34 something. something like that. So, well, I, I, when Leno signed, I do that thing where I read the comments and half of them are Arsenal fans and half of the club he came from. Yeah. And Bayer Leverkusen were absolutely loving it. They were like, well, he's, he's a donkey. Really? He's, he's a, uh, I think he'd made actually the most errors if anyone in Europe's top five leagues for a keeper. Wow. Um, but he had a crack, made a cracking save as well, I think. Yeah, I can't he made a couple strong. of really good saves um, on Saturday. But this is definitely his chance. Checks out for a month, and he, or something, yeah, like something like that. this is You know, that's a good five, four or five games. You've got Champions League. Oh, no, Europa League and... Um, I don't uh, know if he'll play in the Europa League. They've still got Ospina on the books. Mm, no, I think they got now. rid of him. I um, think, you know, this is his chance to prove himself. Yeah. Keeps a couple of clean sheets in there that he could definitely be asking for number one spot. Yeah, and the other player that um, 
we'll briefly talk about that news came out last week that Aaron Ramsey's contract had been rescinded, um, like contract offer had been rescinded. Um, Josh, what do you think about that? Um, I think harsh, but maybe necessary. Oof. I think. Okay. I think maybe if Unai, he's not played that much. Has he? Uh, he's played. He's played. He's played a fair amount, average amount. Yeah, yes. I think maybe um, if he doesn't fit into what Unai Emery wants to do, then maybe it's something that they feel as a club they have to do. But I think it's a bit harsh because. If you look at over the past five seasons, he's probably been one of the more consistent players for them. When yeah, he's not, when I he's mean, not he's been got, injured, uh, I think he scored in two, two FA Cup final winning goals. He had that season um, where he was ridiculous, and he scored yeah. like twenty goals or something. I think he's a, I think he's a great player. Yeah, uh, and and the the question you've got to ask yourself is if they get rid of Ramsey, okay. So does his contract run out at the end of the season or is it the end of think, next season? I think it's the end of this season. Yeah. So if he goes out on a free and then Arsenal don't give Emery sixty million to spend on a new a new midfielder, are they gonna get a player that's better than Ramsey? Who's proven Premier League quality. Yeah, exactly. Well. And and the the question then you ask is who are they gonna get? What do you think, Ollie? Personally about Ramsey's I think I think Chelsea should sell drinking Bakayoko and get Ramsey on a free. That'd be a banging. That, I mean, that would be a really. That'd good be time, yeah. that free. You drink water. You sell drinking for fifteen mil. Nah, I don't want him. Get him. <laughs> you'd sell Bakayoko for twenty mil. That's about thirty-five million there. You know, with today's market, yeah. And then you'd sign Ramsey on a free. Just to wreck that new. But he's, that a, Arsenal, he's a he completely play? different player to drink water and and Bakayoko. Yeah, he's got end product. He can he pops up every now and then with a goal, he's, and he's a, a bit more advanced yeah. than those two. He gets but you got to think as well. End of the season, Chelsea are going to lose Kovacic because he's only on a season long loan. Yeah, I think so, they I think they should look, make that deal permanent because I don't think he'll play at Real Madrid, which no, is shocking. Anything, well, didn't. it might have an option to buy, and it, you don't yeah, know. He didn't even they. play for Croatia during the World Cup, yeah. which I thought was I, mental. I just, I just think that's a. He obviously had a good game on Saturday. We'll get on to Chelsea. He had a good game on uh, on Saturday, but I just don't think that. Uh, I think we've talked we've talked about this. The, the way that ses- the the way that Chelsea play is just not set up for someone like Kovacic to play in there and be creative. I don't think anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get on to that. So um, yeah, so Arsenal um, play on Sunday this week. They play Fulham. Um, is that at home midday, or away? Uh, away at Craven away. Cottage. Um, Prediction? I like Fulham. I think they're doing well. Well, they're not doing well, but I think they have the potential to do well. Yeah. I'm going to say one all. Arsenal win. Yeah, I think Fulham are going to get absolutely dicked I in the ass. I think Fulham are going to go on a little little losing run. They've conceded 16 goals this season, Fulham. We'll get onto them. Uh, actually, well, why not get onto them now? They lost 3-0 to Everton. Tidy tip um, come in this week. Yeah. No, that was the first one as well. Yeah, uh, shite, mate. Do you know what? I was going to lost get, a quid. What did you gonna, say? Two all. No, I said they were going to win. Did you? I, I had uh, my other option was West Ham to beat United, and I didn't go with it. To be fair, at nil nil, Ryan Sessegnon hit the bar. He did that. He, sh- he should have buried uh, he that. Should have buried that. Uh, but I a, just think Fulham are so leaky that they, hmm. you can't have a defence like that, and and against teams like Everton um, and. Like who they've conceded like two or three against some other teams that are going to be in that 
Yeah. 13. They've got a very shiny midfield and attack with, you know, they've got Kearney and Sessegnon and uh, Vieto and Mitrovic and all that. But yeah, that. Yeah, mate, they've got a Ferrari forward line and Nissan Micra rear end. Nissan Micra. Everton, uh, obviously, you play you on, uh, you guys on uh, Saturday. Um, Sigurdsson missed a penalty and then scored. Uh, absolutely wonderful goal. Yeah, was a um, great he's goal. a player that came in last season. Big price tag. Didn't really do it last season. Um, is it time for him to kick on and become Everton's star man this year? I think last year they played him out of position a lot. Yeah, played him out on the left, and I think this year the team's built for him to do well in. He yeah. is it. He doesn't he's, have the pace to play out. He wide. suffered from the Rooney signing. Yeah, didn't he? he yeah. doesn't yeah. have the pace to play out wide, and he is a very silky footballer so he does go missing from time to time but he's got it in his locker to pull something out unbelievable yeah. I think he's, he's I think only I think I may have got this one but I think only Coutinho has scored more goals from outside the box yeah, than Sigurdsson so you know when it's nil-nil after like 70 minutes he's got that ability to just go well, I'm going to put my foot through this yeah it'll either go, you know hit the bar or might go in he's also an Icelandic man that doesn't have a big fuck off beard yes Shame. That's true. Minus points. Um, yeah, minus points for being Icelandic. Um, <laughs> sorry, AP. Um, Do you reckon Kerry Katona likes him? I'm going to move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fulham, obviously, we talked about their leaky defence and their strong forward line. Um, they didn't really look like creating much. Though. No, they didn't, which is. They've, I think they've really got potential to. Hover around the 10-14 area. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they do score every now and You know, they've put four past Burnley. And I think they've scored, you know, I don't know how they got a result out of that Watford game. Watford should have yeah. destroyed them. But, you know, they've they got a point out of it and a good point of that. Yeah. Um, I can't believe you sold Mitrovic, which just, I don't know if, if Newcastle had a set. You know, if they I... wanted him or not. If Benitez um... wanted him, but he's a fantastic player. And I think... He was never going to listen to Benitez, which is why Benitez didn't want him. Okay. Um, when you have nearly half as many red cards as you do goals in your first season, Ooh, yeah. that's when alarm bells start ringing. I'm not saying that he's not a great player because he's, he's got a good international record. He's scored goals for Fulham. But he needs... Um, firstly, he needs service which he probably didn't have well he didn't he definitely doesn't mm. have Schurler on one side and Seri on the other side or Sessegnon. Um but also he his mentality he is quite a lazy footballer. Oh yeah. Benitez wants that work workman like striker which is why he likes Hosselu. Well he doesn't like Hosselu. We turned him down this 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 season when we went down he was deemed not good enough. Don't know why he's good enough now. Um he's not. <laughs> he's not he's shit. Um but he likes that workmanlike striker, whereas Fulham can afford to be yeah. lazy because they've got good players in that midfield to afford yeah. them to be lazy. I think Fulham can afford to be a bit lazy because I think th- I think they sort of know that there's three teams worse than them that are really going to struggle this season. That's such a bad mentality. It is, it is. I don't think that is their mentality, but I th- there are three definitely worse teams than Fulham. And I think that... I, th- I think I think Fulham will do well this season. I think they'll get 10-14. Um, yeah, Mitrovic is not a striker that's going to run back and help no. out your defence if he loses the ball. But saying that, he is going to be that striker that will pop up, you know, with two goals every 
six, seven, you know, five or six yeah. games, something like that. I'll, you know, I think he could get 15 this season. I really do. And he's hoping he doesn't. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Huddersfield against Spurs. Spurs won 2-0. Uh, Huddersfield haven't scored a goal at home since April. Wow. Quick quiz oh question. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who was the team that they scored against last? Was it Arsenal? No. Was it Newcastle? No. I wouldn't have asked the question if it was. April. We played, we played Newcastle. Uh, we played Huddersfield in uh, away in like August last year. City. No. Oh. Are they in the Premier League anymore? Yeah, yeah they are. Okay. Are they good or not? No, well, Everton. No, Leicester. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't us. Um, it was Watford. Oh, um, okay. They've. <laughs> this is another great start. Um, they've scored one goal from their last one hundred and three shots. Oh dear. When you've got the what is his name? The Potre or something up front. The Potre. Yeah. He didn't really score yeah. a screamer. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought that was it. Did you hit the bar? Yeah. Hit the bar and it went down just in front of the line. I thought that this week was a really good time to play Spurs. Uh, no Lloris, no Vorm, no Ericsson. Um, you, have you got friends, Josh? He's getting a call here. That's my gran. That's <laughs> Well, you can give you a shout out now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen to yeah. the pod. You've got um, Harry Kane complaining of his fatigue or something. He's yeah, he's tired. Well, I mean, he scored twice. Uh, I, I re- like we've said this a few times. Really worry for Huddersfield. Um, They're going down full on. Yeah, yeah, full well, on definitely. going down. They've not got. They've not invested well. I think the reason they stayed up last season was because of that momentum you get from the. From the championship and that sort of oh my god we're in the Premier League sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and well, we noticed a... we noticed that um, the first our first away game of last season was against Huddersfield. We lost one nil. Moy scored a, a great goal, um, but the the atmosphere in the stadium was electric, and I just don't think they're getting that now because it's Huddersfield. It's, they're not. It's not much there, is there? With disres- you know, no disrespect to them. I, I, nothing to do with their city, but the club itself isn't that attractive. Yeah. I think. They're not going to, you know, well done for them getting Aaron Moy because I think he's a fantastic centre mid. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't look at a place at maybe an Everton or a, you know, a Leicester, maybe. I don't think he's consistent enough to play in one of those teams. You not think? No. I think if he had better players to work with, Do you I think? think you could see something like that. Um, you know, like I said, he's got Departure to give the ball to. Yeah, I feel I like it's, that's not helping him, but I, I think Huddersfield are going down. Yeah, 19th, yeah. easy as. Yeah, above. Uh, and I, I disagree with the easy time to play Tottenham because I think, what's his name? Gazaniga. He's um, shining. He's doing really well in goal. He was decent at Southampton, wasn't he? Um, Error prone, but like a yeah, short stopper. But he's doing well. He um, had a good game against uh, Brighton as well a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Harry Kane doesn't, doesn't look that tired. He looks fine to me. Um, is Ericsson injured? I don't know if he's injured or whether he's just kept out of that game. But I think I, th- I think I think Tottenham will struggle for the top four this season. I think it's it, this. I think it's going to be Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and then it's one of Arsenal, Tottenham, United yeah. for that I, last I fourth said, place spot. And I think who did I say? I can't remember who I said in fourth place, but I definitely said Man it, City, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal as my top three. Oh, okay. It irks me, but I think United will just. 
just they were born with luck when they were made they were just just had luck with them and (laughs) i feel like they're gonna nick it or something like that but i feel like tottenham's delayed move stadium will have an effect on them i think they're in the fact that they invested in no one at all is disgraceful you know yeah. it's, it's, I mean you know, no disrespect to Jack Grealish he's a great player he's a fantastic player but the fact yeah. that they couldn't even get him over the line well, they didn't, is a bit alarming I mean the advantage of someone like Spurs is that even though they didn't bring anyone in they didn't lose anyone yeah they didn't lose anyone but the whole reason you buy players I think is to is to sort of say to you know if you buy a striker well actually no Xavi Kane's one of the best in the world but if you buy I don't know a right winger you say to that right wing you've already got, listen, this one is one in your place here. You better yeah. step up. And that's sort of the reason you buy them. Well, that's this is what I said, I think, in, in on the first ever podcast was, I think that will be of detriment to Spurs this season. I yeah. think I had them out. I think, the they've, I think they've well. got like three or four players out injured f- for the Barcelona game tonight or tomorrow, whenever it is. Yeah. You know, and if they'd have invested, they may not have had that problem. They've yeah. got, um, the starting 11's one of the best in the league, but after that, it's a bit, yeah, they have no depth. That's yeah. it. I heard Danny Murphy call Lucas Moura uh, Moira the other day, and it just it made me laugh a little. Claude, I love Danny Claude Murphy. <laughs> Is Harry Kane the best penalty taker in the Premier League? No. Um, I think he's actually tied for Vardy in terms of. Oh. No, 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 no. Fuck off, Bobby. Let me say, I think I think Kane's is it is he scored thirteen from fifteen? Something like that, yeah. And I think Vaz has got eleven from thirteen. No, I'm. Oh. I think. I think. I don't. I think. <laughs> Vardy. is a cracking penalty taker. He's he's a, he's he didn't defa- take one in the World Cup though, did he? No, because he was injured. Oh, don't be giving me that. Yeah, me leg hurts. <laughs> Why would you take a penalty? Yeah, taking a penalty when you leg Imagine hurts. missing. Right, I'm gonna have to break this up. I'm gonna have to break this up. I think. Yeah, he's he's, he's a he's very good penalty taker. Yes. Um, Does he need a rest? Does he need a rest? No. I need some so. speech therapy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, low blow. <laughs> I'm sorry for the interview. I don't, think, think, I don't think Tottenham could afford to give him a rest. No, I, I agree. And this is, again, what we said. Well, they could sign think, Vardy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said this last week. <laughs> You're such a troll. I don't care. Yeah. Vardy's one of the best. I love it. Though. I don't care. love it. Um, yeah, I think we said this last week in that um, Spur- who would Spurs bring in to... They would have to either get someone that was going to challenge Kane for that space, or they have to get someone who's happy to sit on the bench like Lorente is slash was, because um, they didn't actually have a striker on the bench last week. I don't think they had one on the bench this week either. Um, so, Whoever comes, yeah, Kane so is one what of do the you do best. In that situation? Kane is one of the best strikers in Europe. With that's just you know that goes without saying. I, I would say, even though it pains me to say this, I think he is. Probably the best striker in the world. Best centre really? forward at, in the at world. This, at this point forward. in time, yeah, I think he's well, the then, best. If that's your answer, then whoever comes in knows that they ain't. No, but then, but then, if you buy a Lewandowski, okay, who's basically like smashed it in the German league for the last five six years, okay, hmm. you buy a player like that who's gonna push Kane and. He might make Kane better, or Lewandowski might come in and bang you thirty goals, because that—that's the risk you've got to take. Or do you say, okay, we're going to go and buy, we're going to get Batshuayi on a free at the end of the season, and he's going to. Which would be a cracky signing, to be fair. Like, be that. a that's a good shout, that. But, but will he be happy to sit on the bench? I don't think he will. It's—it's so. it's not the it, yeah. As a player, you don't want that, and it's—it's no. it's the wrong mentality to have to. Have, 
oh, I'll be on the bench, but so I'm getting X amount of money a week. Um, but I just feel like if if you think that Kane is the best striker in the world, then I don't know how you can challenge that, really. No. Um, so Spurs play Cardiff on Saturday. Oh, is it home? Seven, yeah. It's cricket score. I'm yeah. going to say, is it at... Uh, it's at Wembley, yeah. Yeah, 4-0. Four 4-0, nil. Four nil, Josh? At least. Yeah. 4-0. Four, four Four plus. Yeah, um, four plus. And um Huddersfield play Burnley in the three o'clock kick in a three o'clock kickoff away at Turf Moor. One nil Burnley. It's fucking uninspiring that that's, game. That's that's yeah. yeah. Jesus. Turf ball more like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Quick. Um okay, Wolves versus Southampton. Finish one nil to Wolves. Um two really nil. broad question. Two. Two nil, yeah. The two 0 Yeah, um, uh, Jimenez, Raúl, and I think Johnny or no Calvalero, whatever his name is. Calvalero got yeah. It was two 0 Am I full of shit? Done I think you are. Really done your prep, Danny. Pretty did sure. Did you only watch eighty nine? Oh yeah, no, I'm, yeah, yeah. I actually, I think I did. Yeah. Yeah, it was two 0 um, Yeah, I'm full of shit, mate. I'm looking at the wrong fix. Johnny and Cavalero. Two 0 Sorry, yes, two 0 Um, really broad question. How good are Wolves? Top ten. Okay. Go on, yeah, before top, I ask my next question. Top 10 or top 12? Yeah, definitely, top 12. definitely top 12. They should be targeting that bracket, definitely. I heard a Wolves fan, so there's a really good feeling around Molyneux at the moment. I heard a Wolves fan say that within five or six years, they're going to be challenging for the Champions League. No, that not is. at all. How realistic do you think that is? Not, not no. at all. There's Not at all. I remember when... Was it they see people talking about Everton... Challenging for the, it's going to take when 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 Leicester okay I'm going to say it when Leicester won the league that, 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 yeah that's brilliant it was, it was miraculous it was miraculous it was fantastic but then next season normality resumed it was the original six you know and it it, it was always going to it's always going to be that I really don't see in the next I don't know seven years a club I, I see pushing for sixth yeah but. Breaking into the top four, no. How much yeah. money have United spent in the last three years? Like three hundred and fifty million or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pog, if nowhere near. Pogba was what 89 His argument was Lukaku seventy summer. It was so funny because um, I think it was Robbie Savage absolutely fucking shot him down. Um, oh, but he said something said, about the bloke twat. bringing in. Yeah, he said, "I love Robbie Savage. Don't slag off yeah, Robbie Savage." Yeah, I know he's I love Robbie Savage. I think he's a twat. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're a twat. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think no. He, so he said um, he was like, "Oh well, uh, Jorge Mendes is he's uh, going to bring these players in. Which other club would get Jean Moutinho for five million? And then Robbie Savage was just like, "Did Man City want Jean Moutinho?" And he was like, "Well, no, but." And he was like, "Well." That's because that's not the sort of player they're after. They're after the world's best players, not just like Jao Moutinho, who's a 31-year-old like midfielder that's sat in the Portuguese league for the last 10 years. I think they signed him from Monaco, though. Yeah. Well, I think he won a league. Did he, there. Yeah. did he not win a league title with Monaco? He did, and he's and got a... He's won got a Euros a, with has, Portugal. Yeah. I mean he that's has. a pretty good resume, and I it think is, that's a. Do you sign a player? Do, do Man City will Man City ever sign? Jack would was even well, no, on but, Man City's but, but radar five years ago. Would he ever get anywhere near Man City's team? No, no, but that no. But the reason why they signed him was because they went, oh, we've also got this fantastic young Portuguese yeah. prospect in Ruben Neves, and you put that's them true. two together, and that's that's 
100 chemistry right yeah, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. I love all of my team. Um, <laughs> I agree to some extent, but then I would also say that Wolves are so far away from attracting big players that it's going to take them at least, and I'll put it out there, at least 10 years to, to get into any position to sort of challenge for the Champions League. I agree. They could have they, a really good cup run. They're the best team they've got the best setup behind the scenes to be that team that do go and challenge I will admit that but at this moment in time they're not Man City Liverpool they're so far away from that but even Arsenal Everton even I would say they're still far away from from those teams do you think Everton are the seventh no. best team in the Prem no I think Leicester are thank you I wanted to say that <laughs> I, I think I really think Wolves are I think it's I think Everton Leicester Wolves are the three teams that could challenge for seventh I think I don't think Wolves are there yet I think I, I think it all hinges said, on this I season if they finish if they finish ninth I think that makes them a hell of a lot more attractive than if they finish 11th yeah and I think that with all, especially with the money they'd get yeah. and you know it's the, they've got a cracking team they've got think, a good team yeah they um, need to improve their defence but apart from oh that, yeah they, they need to improve um, their defence who have they got oh they've well, Rui Patricio in goal that's a yeah. that's a cracking buy not sure why he's wearing a number yeah. 11 shirt but we'll let that go um, I think they've got no, <laughs> Josh is just it's, shaking it's, his it's, head it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's my lucky number <laughs> waste it on a goalie um, Southampton oh, I, I haven't written anything on I Southampton I can't wait for this uh, I fucking I hate them you hate Southampton fucking okay, hate Southampton on. Go for it. This is what you get for sacking Claude Puel. One hundred. This is yeah. they a man deserve. They got this. them to their FA Cup final. And so eighth this. So yeah, eighth. And everyone will throw that, and then they throw back that the football was completely unattractive. Oh yeah, it was completely unattractive when he signed for us, and then he was experimenting with the team, and then there was talk of him getting sacked. But now the team we've got, it's a fucking cracking team. Challenging for that seventh spot, he's bringing in the youth. We've got Chuo, Madison, Gray. He's bringing, he's bring English youth, and he's, um, it's this is what you get. And I think Mark Hughes will be gone by if they've got any sense. Mark Hughes will be gone by January, yes. December, Christmas, um, whatever. What I think last week we said that we didn't, I didn't understand why he hadn't started Charlie Austin. He started Shane Long, who has a horrendous goal record. He started yeah. Austin and Ings this week, and still they they lost two nil, um, and they just, just have no spark, do they? They've got they've got on paper they've got one of the best teams outside the top six. You've got Jan Vestergaard, who's a really commanding centre half. You've got Hjoiberg in the middle, really creative spark. Like you said, you've got Danny Ings and Charlie Austin, and then you've got um, Elianusi, who they've just signed, is really creative winger. So that it's obvious that it's Mark Hughes that's doing yeah. the badness. Mark Hughes failed with City's budget. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I will say that just to just to go on Mark Hughes' side on this anti. You think he's a podcast. class? All oh, that hurt you as you said yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You could see it run through me. <laughs> Um, I would say that he argue, he was in a really difficult position when he was city manager. Uh, I know oh, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't the. F- I think it's Sven was yeah, Sven, Sven and then was, Mark Hughes because it was Mancini after. Yeah, Mark so I think Hughes was in quite a difficult position where it was the club was going through transition. He was just part of that yeah. bit of history. Um, but he's still a tit. Um, next up. Uh, Man City versus Brighton it was routine um, yeah. classic City 2-0 um, 
I hope Southgate was watching because like it just proves why Sterling can't play through the middle. Raheem Sterling is Sterling's amazing. I disagree. But he's not a centre forward. He's not a centre forward. He's at got all. 22 goals and 13 assists since he last is... season. He's top class. Yes, I... but he's not got anything for England. That's what I'm saying. Well, he that's, needs to play that's clear out wide. that Southgate is using him wrong. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why Southgate's a tool. Yeah. Um, I have, the first thing I've actually written on here is Raheem Sterling. Um, I I think I've said this before. I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast before. I think Raheem Sterling has the ability to be one of the best players in the world in this Man City team. He, um, him and I met. I watched some of the. We're recording this podcast at seven minutes past eight on a Tuesday night. On Champions League night. Champions oh, hang League on. By night. the way, I think actually Man City won the game two one. David Silva in the eighty seventh minute. Well, Sane was fucking brilliant for the first. 35 minutes he was really really good on Saturday not sure why he's be- he was benched for so long this season well he was shit when he came on earlier in the season he was he's, he, he had a bit of a not being picked for Germany hangover his, uh, his missus was pregnant as well I don't know if oh, he, she? yeah so I don't know I don't know if she's based in the UK maybe he was doing a lot of travelling backwards and forwards to Germany possibly um, but yeah I absolutely love Raheem Sterling uh, he is class and once 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 he is played in a proper position for England, he'll start to really flourish, I think. Uh, but the question I want to ask you both uh, regarding Man City, because I'm... Well, actually, I'll ask this last um, before we move on to the next game. I just want to talk about Brighton, just quickly. Um, Brighton had uh, 20% possession this weekend. Um, only... So City had 80%. Yeah. They had 78% against Newcastle. Newcastle got absolutely lambasted for um, for for playing so negatively and doing all this. Absolutely nothing being said on Brighton, by the way. I've just got a couple of statistics here. Since both teams got promoted, Brighton have sent, spent £63 million pounds, uh, in their first season back in the Premier League and four plus four players where the fee was undisclosed. Then this season they spent sixty nine point seven million plus four another four players undisclosed fee. Newcastle have spent spent twenty two million last season and thirty six. Uh, sorry, twenty two million this season and thirty six million last season, but are being um, being talked about as oh they're so negative. Why are they playing like that? Brighton were terrible on Saturday. Why are they getting away with being terrible? Whereas a club like Newcastle aren't. I'm not saying it's just Newcastle, I'm just using them as an example. Maybe it's because because you've got Rafa as manager and I think people still think of Rafa as, as oh, he's the best manager, one of the best managers in the world and, oh, we should have gone for it. And, yeah, maybe with one of his old teams, but at Newcastle where yeah. he's not being supported, he's not, you know, getting the funds, he does what he can do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you, Brian, we're absolutely trash. One of the signs that is part of that 60 something million I can't say his name Jahan Baksh or something like that yeah 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 he was like 17 top, million this top season top goal scorer in the Dutch league last year I think we Leicester wanted him um, we sent an agent round his ass like in the last day to try and get yeah. him and he chose Brian they've not used him they haven't used I think he's come off the bench for that game and that was it Yeah. I don't understand what they're doing there they played 10 men 11 men behind the ball for the whole game um, and they were they were pretty terrible what, what do you reckon Josh? Do you think Newcastle suffer because 
if you factor in heritage, fan base, and everything like that, would you say Newcastle are club seven in the UK in terms of like size of fan base? We, oh, New, like, can I just say I think Newcastle have got the best fan base in the country. Yeah, one hundred percent, and and just too fucking right. One hundred percent, you've got the best fan base in Europe. We'll probably. laugh at Cardiff in a minute. Um, oh yeah, regarding yeah. fan base. Because but I, I I mean obviously I'm going to be a bit biased towards this, um, and the atmosphere in the last few games hasn't been great um, at home, but I would say that. I I definitely agree with that. Um, if you we, had financial backing, you'd be seventh in the Premier League. And you? people use this, and I, and I, and I, I don't really like using this um, phrase a lot, but we are a sleeping giant. Um, we have the ability with the stadium that we have. It needs a bit of investment. Yeah. With the fan base that we have, with the uh, training facilities, which also need investment, um, which is why the club's not worth 300 million. But with all these things, I think that we can take the club to the next level yeah. we can be that seventh team including the manager I reckon it must kill Benitez yeah. when he when he yeah. he looks at who he's playing and he goes I've got to put a lev- I've got to put all my men behind yeah. the ball I've got to play Perez he and Yossi up front he doesn't I, want that that kills me I'm not even there um, Brighton uh, just to sum this point up Brighton have um, invested in all of their um, in all of their training ground and things like that why can't they even though they're spending big money on players why can't they attract big players if that makes sense sorry someone playing an organ outside <laughs> our room uh, <laughs> why can't I'm they attract sure. big players I mean although that um, Johan Bass I can't say his name but he's yeah. a fantastic buy if you know with his record in the Dutch league um, maybe it's you know exactly what Bertley said about your team you've got heritage and fan base and you've got this history whereas yeah. I think Brighton perhaps don't have that and I think that they need a few more seasons in the Premier League of consistently finishing around the, you know, 10, 12 bracket. And then people from Europe or something will start to look around and go, oh, they look like a school team. I could be the one to take them to the next level. I think that's what they need to. I think they need a few more seasons in the Premier League. And yeah. that will make them, a, that will be a great advert for them. Yeah. Back to Man City. Um, just one question. I want a one-word answer to this as much as as quickly as you can. Anyway, uh, who who's going to replace Fernandinho in this Manchester City team? He's absolutely vital to the way that they play. Who is a player that's Pep's going to look at in the summer to take over this Fernandinho role? I've got more than one this word. This makes for great listening. He's just signed silence. a new contract with, La- with Lazio, but I would have said Milinkovic Savic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. Two years ago, I would have said Kante. What? Uh, Kante at Leicester? Yeah. Or first season. I think they missed the ball there. I miss him. <laughs> um, I think they missed the ball there, big star. Oh, this is quite a nice question. It's a good actually. question, isn't it? And I'm Diddy, Wilford uh, and Diddy, possibly. Needs the reason I don't think Milinkovic Savage will be <laughs> definitely not. Thank God I didn't have water. Uh, I guess. I guess. Um, the reason I don't think it'll be Milinkovic Savage is because I think he's too uh, too attacking to play that role. Yeah, um, fair. I don't think there's anyone in that Fernandinho role in the world at this moment in time apart from Kante that could fill that but they'd have to pay oh, if Kante, hundreds hun- of millions 100 million plus easy yeah. Kante's the best what, uh, what he does Kante's the best in the world at what yeah. he does 
um, they'd have to pay extraordinary amounts of money Even if they wanted him. This season, he's some sort of attacking midfielder. Yeah, I, I, I love Sarri. <laughs> I think he's great. Smoking cigarettes all the time, fantastic. Imaginary ones as well when he's on the touchline. That's great. But why he's playing Kante? His only goal for Leicester was a fluke. It was yeah. incredible. Um, I'm not sure why. He's, you, sh- you should put Kovacic in that attacking bit. You should have him, you know, because yeah. he scored a few goals for Inter Milan and a few for Madrid. Kante can't shoot to save his life, so swap two around. Yeah. Simple as. So Brighton, uh, Brighton play West Ham this weekend uh, uh, on Friday night. In fact, is Friday that at the football. Amex? That's at the Amex. Yeah. Prediction? I'm going to say one-one. My score prediction is boring. I'm going to say one-all. I've just had a complete mind blank. Brighton, West, uh, West Ham. Brighton, no, I got West Brighton. Brighton. Just didn't forgot the West Ham. West Ham. Yeah, a draw. I think it's going to be one. I'm going to go for a West Ham win. I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to say 2-1 West Ham. Yeah. Cool, yeah, West Ham win. Both teams to score. Uh, and Man City play uh, on Sunday. They play Liverpool. Big game. Away there's, there's at Anfield. There's outside as well. That sounds great. Liverpool, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Manchester City oh. at Anfield. Oh. Huge game. Yeah. Huge game. And I want a prediction from you both, please. An yeah. Actual Liverpool prediction. win 3 1. Ooh. Liverpool love playing City at the Anfield. Do. I, I was going to say exactly the same. 3 1. <sighs> I'm going to go for. No, you're not. City win. Ooh. 2-1 Nah the, It's the atmosphere That's the difference And on to Liverpool um, They played Chelsea At Stamford Bridge Cracking um, game There's only one place To start here What a fucking goal By Daniel Sturridge What a goal It was a pretty It was a good effort I, I can't If you haven't seen the goal Go on The YouTubes now The YouTube Get The fucking goal up It was uh, It was um, It was goal of the season Yeah goal of the I season. sat my mate Naomi Watching it, he's a Liverpool fan, and just you saw him, you saw him tee up the ball, yeah, in a little roll, and, it, and he went, Don't you dare! And well, it's pretty he much took his, his first shot. touch of the game. It's wasn't the fact it? that he did, he finessed it like far corner. He's held an L1 down on FIFA, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was unbelievable. Oh, no, it's R1, R1, finesse. R1, R1 is Sturridge's goal, even though I've just said it was goal of the season for me, it was. Was Sturridge's goal better than Hazard's in the Carabao last week when they played each other? Mm. Yeah, it was, yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, different, different, different. Yeah. Like you could argue that you know the finish people... wise, yeah. I mean, Hazard's goal Hazard's against Liverpool just, like, smashed it in the top corner. Yeah, I've, I've just contradicted myself, haven't I? But Hazard's goal <laughs> against it. them in that same match was the little flick yeah. he did, and then the run that he carried on, and then he didn't. Fanny about with it, just left footed shot into the bottom corner. That's a, that was a cracking goal as well. Yeah, I just think Sturridge will be in the next England squad. He deserves it. When we keep calling up Danny fucking Welbeck. Yeah, he deserves yeah. it over Welbeck. Fuck's um, sake. He just, I don't know how he'll deal with playing for Liverpool and then playing for England and then going back to play yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a tale of two strikers really this week. It was like Eden Hazard versus Mo Salah. Hazard was brilliant loving it yeah. I think Salah's burnt out I think he's I think he needs a rest <sighs> he was never going to replicate what he did last season mm-hmm. so uh, he's got a similar start to how he had last season it just but he's he's getting himself into the same positions as he did last season I think he had two chances where the Salah last season I would have buried him he would have buried them yeah. especially the one where he, he he had one where he just hit it straight at Kepa 
But then he had another one where he blazed it into Rose Ed and he was like 18 yards out or something. Yeah. He at least hit the target, mate. I don't know if he's burnt out. I just, I personally think it's bad luck. I just don't think you can have a season like that. Yeah, with Michu and, and all that, yeah. But to score how many goals he did last season and people are now saying, oh, one season wonder, I sort of go, is he though? I think it's no. just a bit of bad luck. Yeah, I think he'll come back into his stride. He'll be nowhere near where he was last season. But No, nowhere near. But, uh, but I, th- I agree that maybe give Shakiri a, a go, maybe. It's, it's it's a bit worrying that he's, he's obviously being subbed. Shakiri missed a sitter on Oh, Saturday. he did, he did. And he missed a good chance in the Carabao as well last week. But his calf's got in the way. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> drag them calves, yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Cool, so uh, on to the last two games of the weekend, Premier League games anyway. Um, Cardiff versus Burnley. Shit, finished next. 2-1 to, <laughs> to finish 2-1 at Burnley. By the way, how, how were Cardiff not about five up? It's oh, the yeah. ridiculously extended match of the day highlights. You know what, they, they had to get a point in that game. They had to. There were 20 minutes of highlights on that game for, on match of the day. It's an absolute joke. Um, the Sky games this weekend were, were fucking abysmal. Um, Fucking shit. But Goodmanson, Goodmanson at the forefront again got a goal this weekend. Mata Vidra, another uh, good sign, and it seems for, from for, Derby. Yeah, yeah. It's just something a little bit different. To what they've already got up front. Yeah. He's not quite that big. bullet I mean, uh, the commentator match that I think it was Guy Mowbray said Sam Folks has literally fed off scraps today, and he scored two goals. Yeah. Oh. I feel Neil Etheridge must just be. Yeah, I mean, the Sol Bamba is, is terrible. He's like a comedy signing on FIFA, isn't he? Just like, you go, do you know what? Sol Bamba, go yeah. on. I thought um, Murphy had a cracking yeah, game. Yeah, someone's going to buy him, we, 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 buy him in January. We signed the wrong brother. the second half. Yeah, you did. He, he, <laughs> was, uh, he had a cracking... Yeah, it was a great finish. First half frustrating. Oh, it's a great finish. No I, again, I, I think he has the same problem as his brother in that he is just not very consistent in the Premier League. Maybe mm-hmm. he just needs more games. Maybe they both need just need to get more games under their belt. But um he was good again he was alright against us. He was good yesterday, but mm. I mean, can you tell me another performance he's played well in? No. He's playing a shit team. I'd also like to point out Soccer Saturday last week when they, when Burnley beat Bournemouth four 0 and Soccer Saturday went, Oh, it's like the Burnley of old. When the fuck were Burnley beating teams 4 <laughs> 0 yeah. every fucking week? When they're in League One or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Clowns. I got a stat in. I think I hate this. Some stats are great, but there's yeah. passing accuracy in this box. So Joe Hart has made the most saves of anyone in the Premier League. Okay. And people yeah. will go, oh, call up. No, it's because he's just being peppered with yeah. loads of fucking shots. Right. I'd- now I'm going to come on to this because Neil Warnock said this week that uh, Joe Hart will never be picked for England again. He's, he, he got man of the match on, on Sunday he he uh, played he had a really good week the week before I'm not a big Joe Hart fan did he say picked as in he will never be in the squad again he will never again? be in the squad again ok I disagree with that this is coming from a bloke who the week before when they played City said what am I supposed to yeah, do no, he, oh, this, it's your job mate this weekend yeah. he was like oh I don't know how we didn't win because you didn't score yeah. enough goals also this week he was like but um, we we might be bottom of the league, but we're top of the league on fans. Someone, so, was like, someone your on stadium the, uh, was fucking empty, and you've just been promoted, you idiot. Someone said Warnock's like a like a bloke that's won a prize to be the manager. Yeah, of he Cardiff. actually is. He actually he, is. Which is so different to you've, we've all seen the the footage of him at Sheffield United calling all the players fucking twat and yeah, all that yeah, and yeah. shouting at him and now all of a sudden he's all bright and jolly. Yeah, no, he's, what's he's the re- what did Derby eleven have, eleven. Cardiff better watch out. 
they could be the new record holder. That's that. what Chris Sutton said. Uh, I don't think they'll be that bad, but I think they'll be down there. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm they seriously only scored, uh They only scored like 14 goals all season or something as well. I think uh, a, high imagine the celebrations? a high percentage of them can came imagine, against Sam Allardyce. Can you imagine the celebrations when they scored in that season? Yeah, I know. Fucking well, pile yeah, on in the corner. Like I say, they... I think uh, 25% of their goals came against Newcastle that just season. As, as well as Cardiff, a lot of teams, when they come up, for the first few weeks, they have a go. Do you know, you know like... And this is what Huddersfield were really good at last this season. Is the, and, and the thing is, it commands respect. Yeah. You could... If you go out and play like against United and you lose 3-0, all the commentators will always say, at least they gave it a go. And I feel like Cardiff have played Jews at home and they've played Burnley. They just don't... They're not giving it a real good. They're not creating anything. I feel like they, that's the problem. That's why I see them going straight back down because they just they don't have quality, but also they don't, they don't seem to be trying enough. I think. Yeah, they're shit. Um, Cardiff play, a, yeah, like I say, away at Spurs this weekend, uh, and Burnley play at home to Huddersfield. I think we've said they're both going to fucking lose again. Aren't yeah, they? probably. Um, and last but not least, uh, last last night's game, uh, Bournemouth versus Crystal Palace. It finished two one to Bournemouth. Um, Bournemouth got a really good early goal, great finish by Brooks. Um, but for the Palace goal to get it to one one, um, it was offside. Wasn't it was it? offside. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike v- Dean popped up. <laughs> Classic Mike <laughs> Dean. Um, it comes on to VAR again, um, and to take us neatly into. This um, VAR has just been confirmed for Champions League next season. Has it? Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a massive step? Do you think it has to go into the Premier League now? It's gone into the Champions League. I, I don't. I don't like VAR at all. At all. What, I, okay. What don't you like about it? And I'll tell you why a, you're wrong. There's okay. So there's <laughs> there's 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 goal line technology which is instantaneous. Uh, yeah. It's just did it cross the line? Yeah. It, if things buzzed, go. That's it. Whereas VAR, it's all it's opinionated at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, it's still down to it's the still individual's down. interpretation. It is, and this is where the initial run of VAR, I think, was was wrong in that they didn't. It was down to a panel in in the room, and the the panel would decide whether it was whether it was a foul yeah. or not. Whereas now, I think they've got it so that the referee has to go and review his decision, which I think is the right way to do it. If it's offside. It's either it's black or white, isn't it? It's yeah. That's, as, as, as long as you've got the camera angles, it's black yeah. or white. But the whole the, and and it does take a while. But would you rather would if so? I think Eddie Howe said on this game he was like, oh well, I, I trust the referees. We've got good referees in this league. He said that so he didn't get fined. Yeah, basically. well done, Eddie. Um, yeah, because it was fucking dog shit. Um, but if they had drawn that game, he would have been saying we need VAR. Would he not? Do you not think? Yeah, fair comment. Um, and I, there, I mean, even if I mean, there's I know again a couple of things this weekend, a couple of offside goals, a couple of penalty decisions, whatever, that could have been decided by VAR. But if there's one decision that sums up why we need VAR in the Premier League, I think it was last night's. Do you not think? Or just better officials. 
you know, at the end of the, that's my argument against VAR. I always say every time there's a I don't a know what the decision. training process is. Do they become a referee and that's the end of their training, or do they have to go for refreshments? Uh, but it's not that. It's the it's down to the linesman to call that. And he, I mean, he wasn't like it wasn't like he was he was ten yards offside. It was it was probably a foot maximum. So you can see, I can see why he's got the decision wrong. But these are things that. Like you're not going to see in real time a lot of the time, so to go back and refer to VAR, I think is, it's even just to have it there, even if it's not used all the time. I think once it's it has to be implemented for then to progress, and we've talked about its its role in cricket and rugby and things like that. I think it's it's going to be an ever growing process over the next couple of years, and the sooner it's introduced into the league, as in not. In January, because if they introduce it in January, that's wrong. Yeah, but it's if wrong. They introduce it needs to be it fresh start. Next year, yeah, in, in next season, I think that that that's when you're going to start to see the changes that need to be made. They're going to get yeah. things wrong. It's going to happen, but I would rather see goals that aren't offside, uh, that are offside. Given, yeah, I mean, you're yes. you you you're a Leicester fan. Ian Acho's goal last season in the FA Cup. It was the first goal in the English yeah, game to, use VR. to ha- have used VAR, and you benefited from that. That's f- that's fine because it was offside, like, and like we say, it's black or white. It's this whole clear and obvious error lingo uh, yeah, that I well, don't get. Again, we've we've had this discussion. What uh, does that mean? Exactly, and that's the problem that they've got. Is it clear and obvious? Uh, and 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 that again is just down to some I'm guy. Gonna, in I a know the AR will will be implemented soon. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it. I think okay, so this is this is one of the most controversial sort of things where people say the reason why football is so good and watchable is because of the decisions and the the drama and all yeah. that, and people think VAR will take it out. Actually, I thought VAR made loads more drama from the World Cup, you know, because it was you watch but it. But I think again, it's one of those things because it's new, people are going to talk about yeah. it, whereas it's just going to become would commonplace. Watch it, but you would watch so like I think it was Portugal's last game of the group. And they called for a penalty, and you were watching it going, it's not a penalty at all. No, no, it's never yeah. a penalty. And then he calls for VR, and you go, oh, he's going to look at it and say, it's not a penalty, not a penalty. And then the ref went, penalty. But then, and you but go, then it's one of those of like 50, I reckon, again, it's another 50 50 decision where he's gone back to review it, and if he'd seen it again, he would have given the penalty anyway. So it's difficult. Like, it's, it's difficult. VAR is one of those things that's hard because. Once it's implemented, uh, sorry, unless it's implemented, you're not going to know what it's like. Mm. So until something is done about that and goals like on, on Monday are, are going to be less commonplace, which I think would be really nice for the league. Um, the penalty decision, uh, Bournemouth's penalty, um, it was definitely a penalty. Have you both seen it? No. I didn't watch the game last okay. night. Okay, have you seen it? I don't think I've seen it, no. Um, basically, uh, I want you to watch it because we've talked about things in the red cards in the past. Sacco got a yellow card, he basically elbowed someone in the face. <laughs> Can't tell if it was an accident or not. Is anything to do with that, like, elbowing or anything, is that a red card offence, Josh? Yeah, I think if, has he made contact with his head? Yeah, he's made contact with his face. Is f- facial area. So in rugby, if you make contact with the head, if it's intentional or not, it's a red card. Yeah, I agree. Ollie? What do you mean? If he accidentally elbowed him in the head? 
Yeah, well, if concussion it, from it, couldn't he? Yeah, yeah, if he, if so, he's like. But was he, it? Was it a? What happened? Was he just? Was he? It was a. It was a. It was a. It was a free kick, I think. And his arms and are moving, trying to tussle him. And, yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's accidentally elbowed him. I think he's yeah. No, it's not a red card. I think it's a red. card Well, it was a penalty, but is it? Yeah, it penalty, penalty. Yeah, penalty. Yeah, but that's the thing. I don't. I, uh, no, I think. The punishment, tough, is already, the punishment is already there. You've the, cost your team a penalty. The reasoning behind it in rugby is more for the, the Safe, health, safety, of, the, safety yeah. of getting hit in the head, basically. I, yeah, it would make sense for that to be implemented in the Premier League, especially with all those findings. Because people would stop doing this. Yeah, exactly. Stop doing this. Yeah. But you're just that sort of that just is accidental. Is he just trying to sort of block him, and he's realised that he's actually either taller or smaller than he actually is? I and think then he's, he's gone to spin around, and he's and he spun with I his elbow. I have to see out. the footage, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't send someone off. I'd give yeah. the dis, I'd give the penalty because it is a foul. At the end yeah. of the day, it's a foul. But I'd it's have to an watch interesting it back. debate. Isn't I it? don't think it would be a red card. I wouldn't give it a red card, but. That's just me. Okay, so um, on to the championship. Um, briefly. Briefly, yeah. Uh, Bolton uh, we won beat the, a very, very good no, Derby side. No, you didn't. We beat Derby, yes. Yeah. We beat Derby. By, by that logic, nil. does that make us better than Man United? It yes. does. It does I have indeed. to say, though, I watched the highlights. We had 26 Two and a half minutes of the highlights on Bolton TV. <laughs> Bolton were very lucky. We had 26% possession at home. Don't Derby care. had 17 shots and one on target. Yeah, that's poor. That's crazy. That's, uh, yeah. It leaves. I think we benefited from the Man United it, hangover. And it was a good goal. And it was early. Yeah. Um, that leaves Bolton in 14th place. Um, how many points do you think separate first place and. Aston Villa in fifteenth. Oh, I love the championship because it's it's like it'll be like. Was I right the other day when I said how many it was? Is it nine? Less. Oh, seven. It's five. It's five. Yeah. Five points. Six. Sorry, six. Six, five, six points. Five from Bolton. In that's 40. that's why the championship is the best league in the world. One hundred percent. It's the best league in the world. Crazy, isn't it? Um. Okay, a couple of things to to talk about. Last of all, um, the I've first one is that obviously you're our first guest on the podcast, and Thank so what we're going to be doing is with our guests is we're going to be asking for their who's going to win the league this season. Then there'll be a little prize of oh, like no. a, a Werther's original or something. Oh yeah, right. um, at the end of the season. So just just the league. Or is it just uh, I want the Premier League. Yep. And the Champions League. And the Champions please. League. Okay. Yes. Okay, so Premier League is Manchester City. Okay. That. I don't think it'll be as convincing, uh, but they'll get over the line. They'll okay, do. Man City and Champions League? Champions League, I am going to say Manchester City. Ooh. Oh, that hurt. Man City <laughs> for both. Wow. I'm going to go for Man City for both. I, d- I don't buy this argument of because Ronaldo's gone Juventus. Oh, it means Juventus will win it. No, no I don't think so. Bollocks. I do think Juventus has got great talent, but... I just, I just think that Man City will, will, will do it this year. Ah, interesting. Okay, so on to the question this week. We've only got one good question this week. Um, <laughs> was it from Nate? It was from Nate. <laughs> yes. He told me. He said earlier. He said uh, he'd uh, asked one in. Who is right? This is. A, I'm not going to weigh in on this because I want to hear your arguments first. Because oh, okay. I assume that you're going to go for different people. Um, I hope you are anyway. Okay. And then I'm going to decide who the winner is based on your arguments. Little okay. game that I've thought of literally just, just now. Just now, yeah. Who is better, 
Virgil van Dijk or Vincent Company? Ollie, you go first, please. Virgil van Dijk. Okay. Right why? now, right now, Virgil van Dijk. Okay, why? Uh, because he's not just a he's not, he's not just a defender. He's high, uh, particularly at Celtic. I've seen highlights of him at Celtic. He, he's a fantastic dribbler. He's a great set piece taker as well as he's advantageous from set pieces because of his aerial presence. Um, I think he's the perfect modern centre half because he's he's powerful. He's comfortable on the ball. Uh, like I said, aerial uh, threat. Um, whereas I think company right now is is not as comfortable on the ball. Maybe actually a better tackler, maybe, which is obviously the most important thing in a defender, but I just mm-hmm. think all round, all the attributes we look for in a modern defender, I think Virgil has them more. Okay. Josh? He's got an unfortunate name. Virgil van Dijk. Yeah. I, lo- I love it. <laughs> um, I think I take on board everything that Ollie's just said, and I think that's a very good argument. Because uh, I think right now he is a better player, but I think company represents quite a lot. He essentially represents Man City of the last ten years. He was there. He was like one of those first signings, and he has been the linchpin. Whilst in some years he's not played that much because he's been injured, but he is. He's he's an ambassador for the game. I think yeah. so. It's a difficult question right now. Van Dyke. If Van Dyke has a career like Company has had then he will be the better player overall. Does that make sense? Yeah. How is yeah. Harry Maguire not in that question? That's <laughs> oh, sod off. I, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to listen to either of your arguments. He just I'm said just that, gonna... he said Van Dyke actually, not fair to say. I win that. No, no. I um, unofficially win I'm going to, I win. Um, oh, go on then. Vincent Company uh, is the better player. We're talking about a player that is not only a magnificent defender, but is also possibly the most influential player in any dressing room in the league. We're talking about a player that Pep Guardiola said this week he wanted to sign on a new contract, even if he wasn't going to play every week because he was so important in the dressing room for players like Phil Foden and uh, uh, Diaz and Sinchenko and all those guys. Um, we're talking about a player that uh, has just finished, uh, is just in his finished his tenth season with City, or is into his tenth season with City. Um, he's going to have a testimonial. He does things for the academy. He does things for, and and I'm not saying that Virgil Van Dijk will never do that. But what I'm saying is that Vincent Company is everything that I think, everything I like about Man City, in that he represents a club that, even though they've made it big time, they still have that local fan base and they still do some they still do local stuff in the local community and he is the person that spearheads that and I think he's I would stick my neck on the line and say in the probably in the past 10 15 years of the Premier League he's probably the most influential player on and off the pitch can't argue with that. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> Failed. So yeah. thank you. So we're no, saying not okay. Wes Morgan then. We're saying no. Vincent Company. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Robert Hooth. Uh, <laughs> Hooth. <laughs> okay, so on to our last uh, thing uh, before we finish. And it's JB's tiny tip. Obviously last week you failed. You lost me a pound. I've got a couple um, of shout outs. Well, we'll do that at the end. We'll okay. do that at the end. Cool. Um, we're on to week five. Three out of four. Pretty respectable. It's that. not bad. Newcastle to beat not United. Bad. Is what that your odds? tip this week? What are the odds? Good question. Again, like I said last week, we're in the new studio. 
hence all of the tremendous music that's going on around us um, and so the Wi-Fi is shit there's always so that the one metal band practicing somewhere yeah somewhere <laughs> in the, the you space. never see them gigging but they're always rehearsing they're always there forever rehearsing so this is on Saturday this is a 5.15 kickoff on Saturday what is it? Uh, and Newcastle are 6-1 to one to beat Manchester United that would be a good good one to win it would be you think, United, you think Newcastle are going to beat United? I sort of have to balance it with what's like a good odd. Yeah. Because obviously Spurs are going to beat Cardiff. Yeah. So that's a shit thing to bet on. Please no one listen to Betley and put money on <laughs> Newcastle being United. Oh, well, I, I <laughs> no, 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 but I'm sort, <laughs> no, no, of, no. I'm sort of trying to make us the most money with not the most ridiculous okay. bet. Because what? I think that could happen. Because I think if United lose on Saturday, Mourinho's gone. Yes. What are the odds on you getting a draw at United? Oh, oh, that's boring. Yeah, but that's it's still boring. quite unlikely. How like, dare I know, you both? I know United are shit, but Newcastle are pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, no offence. You never, but... when you're down the bookies, you never bet on a draw, do you? Why not? I don't know. I'm not a gambler. <laughs> Leave it there. Yeah, right. I've got a gambling addiction right. on betting on draws <laughs> on football. I love it. All right then, Josh, go on. Talk about your shout out. Um, Mr. Danny Townley, who wants me to pass on that Mascherano wasn't in the. Champions League winning 2005 starting 11 because he arrived 18 months later Uh, he wasn't being rude about it he just wanted to point it out yeah Danny fuck's sake lifelong Liverpool fan okay carry on Uh, he's left a little review and says we strike a good balance of having a laugh and talking about stuff that he enjoys good which is I don't know what he's listening to yeah (laughs) Uh, I'm also going to give a shout out to the gentleman singers of the Metropolitan Cathedral that I sing in because they were in Clone over the weekend and they drew two all against the singers of Clone Cathedral so they're claiming they won on away goals so I'm going to give them a little shout out for just to clarify I think they did win on away goals personally apparently penalties were offered but they declined yeah no the right decision yeah correct decision Um, so next week Josh is in uh, Cyprus so we're going to be doing our first podcast where Josh is not in the country um, let's hope it works. Hopefully, we'll be bringing you a podcast next week. If Ooh. not, Ollie lives down the road, so he'll be my. You might have part. to step in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We've got a good uh, crop of Premier League fixtures coming up this weekend, which makes up for the week after because it's going to be fucking shit international football again. Um, but yes, anything else to say from either of you? No, I don't think so, man. Cheers for coming on, Ollie. Thank, Thank you, Ollie. It's been an honour. I've done it a Please service. Share. I don't Thanks, know why. Right. I haven't banging about Leicester too much. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I'll nah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you might uh, be coming back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if um, Leicester lose next week, don't invite me on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>